Greetings and welcome to Unframed Radio, conversations about the arts with hosts Alejandro and Michael. You're listening to us on CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon or streaming live around the world at cfcr.ca. Following each episode, you can continue the conversation with us through social media. We're at Unframed Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You're probably used to listening to Bart Gazzola and the A-Word at this time. Bart has actually moved on and moved back to Ontario. And Alejandro and I will be now continuing conversations about arts at the same time. Michael, Bart was a, a quite an interesting character in the city. He contributed a lot to the community. He started here as a master in fine arts student. And then after he became a professor at the University of Saskatchewan. Yeah, that's actually how I first got to know Bart was as one of his students in his digital imagery class. From what I remember, it was one of the few technical classes on uh, digital aspects of art at the university. And generally speaking, it was you, you had a large waiting list of students. Bart was a voice of critic and also a, a person that used to attend all the shows and, and was a mentor for many people in the in the city. Yeah, Bart really did not shy away from voicing an opinion or being a dissenting opinion within a room. And I think that's something that is really needed within any community and especially within arts communities. He wrote a lot about uh, different local artists in Saskatoon in different national magazines like Border Crossings and Magenta, I believe. And it was really nice to see that he was working to bring a focus uh, nationally to what was going on here and to not just cover visiting artists as they came through, but to really bring a voice and start to talk about both through the show and through his writing and, for example, Planet S as well, about what was going on and what was making up the arts community here. So we have very large shoes to fill and we are hoping to uh, conquer and achieve all those successes that Bart left in the community so we don't miss him as much as we are thinking we would. Yes, yeah, so that some of those conversations and some of those different opinions and views can continue to be said. Part of the way we're going to be doing that is really placing a focus through the show on taking a critical approach to the arts. Michael, I think it would be a good idea if we can start talking a little bit about who we are and what are our backgrounds to see if, if, if we can just get a little bit closer to the audience and, and they feel part of this conversation. Sure. Uh, I actually, as I mentioned, I went to the University of Saskatchewan and I did my Bachelor of Fine Arts in printmaking there. What I was really left with coming out of that degree was the sense of being a part of the community there, but not really knowing or being connected to the larger art community in Saskatoon. I, I came out realizing that I had been attending art shows on a fairly regular basis, but they had been moving around the campus from the Snell Grove to the Kenderdine to the college galleries. And I hadn't really been stretching myself, nor had I really felt that many opportunities too. I mean, because we have, I feel, such a small arts community, for someone coming in, it can be a challenge to move into those spaces. Uh, it can be intimidating. And so what I started to look at following my degree was how we could start to better support emerging artists as you're starting out in your career. That led me originally to a place called Esteem for the Home, which was a home decor store, but where I worked with the owner, Chris Kershaw, to turn it into more of a gallery and really an emerging gallery. And then following uh, my space there, Chris and myself and another artist, Nelson Fraser, started at Boyd Gallery, which is three years old now and has been a gallery space that really focuses on emerging artists and really 
creates a welcoming space where emerging artists can start to develop the types of professional practices that would be expected by a gallery, while at the same time being a bit of a softer landing place where if an artist doesn't know necessarily how to produce a CV, that we can help them with that, you know, or if they might not know what a gallery would be looking for in terms of documentation, again, rather than uh, being rejected, they can come and ask us and work with us on those meets. That's a very important uh, role to play in, in the community, and I think you're doing a pretty good job with that. Thank you, Alejandro. And how about yourself? How did you start to um, move your way into Saskatoon's arts community? Well, I'm an import to Saskatoon. I came here 15 years ago already with a degree in arts. Uh, but also, I, I started in printmaking and drawing and classical training in, in where I come from, my hometown in Puerto Rico. And, and after that, I work in arts administration for a while. Uh, and the reason why I got involved in, in arts administration was that I, as, as you as you mentioned, there's a gap between when you leave university and when you start uh, uh, working in your private practice that you get a little bit lost. So, so I thought that uh, perhaps becoming part of that uh, scheme of, of institution and I can just contribute as an artist, uh, putting that word of, of the artists in, in the projects that are are connected to the institutions. I work for the city of San Juan, a city of about uh, a million people in an island, uh, archipelago, the main island is uh, ha have 3.5 million people. So the main capital was the city that uh, basically have the more major, prog major programs and I basically was was part of the arts and culture department there and I contributed in, in many different ways always uh, voicing the interest and, and, and the support that the artists need because it's challenging to live off the arts as we all know and we will dedicate a whole program in the future about uh, how artists make art and, the, and how some artists also have other jobs or and other practices in order to, to support their income. So I came to Canada 15 years ago and Saskatoon and has been my home. All right, now that we've talked a little bit about ourselves, I think it's time for us to introduce our guest today on Unframed Radio on CFCR 90.5 FM. We have with us Alex Rogalski and Riley Forbes of Paved Arts, who are undertaking a major new initiative called YXE Art Passport. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Alex Rogalski. I'm the executive director at Paved Arts down in Riversdale. And I'm Riley Forbes. I'm the technical coordinator at Paved Arts. Thank you, guys. So if you can tell us a little bit about the Art Passport and the initiative that you're starting here. Sure. Art Passport YXE is a project that sort of born in the production center offices at Paved Arts in the spring. And over the course of the summer, we've partnered with 14 other gallery spaces in Saskatoon to host and uh, put on this project. Essentially, what it is, is it's a friendly assistant, a personal guide, and a bit of a challenge for people who are passport holders to take in all of the art spaces and galleries across Saskatoon. Yeah, it's, uh, it came about not, we're not really creating anything brand new. All of these galleries existed uh, already, but we found, you know, at Paved Arts, we're, we're a production center, but we also have a gallery space and outreach programming. And many of the other partners we approached were similar. They, they have an exhibition space, but they also offer something else. And maybe they're more known for the something else than for their exhibition space. So it gave us an opportunity to uh, reach out to all of these groups and, and, realize that if we all join together 
um, we could have a real impact on on getting people out to our gallery spaces. Maybe they're a patron of one or another, but actually getting those people to visit all of the gallery spaces and collectively becoming a real you know major gallery, uh, not only in Saskatoon but virtually in Canada. Our fourteen spaces make up one of the biggest public free galleries in Canada. Can you name some of the galleries that are participating in this project? Because I understand that the Remain Modern uh, at the moment is in transition. Would they be part of that uh, group? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Off the top of our heads, we'll see if we can uh, bang out the 14 members. Uh, sure. It's probably easiest. Geographically, I guess, starting in Riversdale, there's us, Paved Arts, uh, AK Artist Run, um, BAM Collective, Storefront. Those are all the ones in Riversdale. Then we move over... Uh, downtown, you have art placement and Sky App on campus. You've got college art galleries in Kenderdine, Gordon Snellgrove, um, Broadway area. You have the Saskatchewan Craft Council. Um, also partnered with uh, Juan Escawin, who uh, is known more maybe for their events and, and the place, but they have a wonderful gallery out there. So uh, they're another partner. I think we've captured almost all of them. And then to. Void. Yeah, Void Gallery as well uh, as a partner whose whose location will I don't know if we can reveal it yet. Uh, we don't actually have a contract yet, but we're in negotiations on the space and we'll be part of the program when it when we come on board with our new space. Exactly. So it's uh, it's a really diverse collection of of spaces, all featuring a real wide variety of exhibitions um, uh, over the course of this project. Uh, back to your question of the Remy Modern being involved. Uh, yeah, they're very, they're very aware of the project. They won't actually be a physical space you visit because they're opening you know, later in 2016. So it's an opportunity for you know, the uh, general public of Saskatoon to realize how many public spaces there are. And what's unique about all of them is, is the passport won't cost people anything. It's a free passport. In addition, none of the galleries you visit cost you a penny. So there's absolutely no charge. And I think that's the awareness we're trying to create is that these spaces have always been there absolutely free to the public, um, but uh, they're, they're an opportunity, an invitation to attend. One place we forgot that's downtown uh, is the Francis Morrison Library Gallery yes. as well. So those are the sort of um, diverse spaces, you know, some are hidden behind corners, some are on second floors, uh, some are on third floors. <laughs> it's a real variety. Some are down back alleys. Uh, <laughs> so it's a bit of a, a Unique challenge for people to really find where are these spaces. They may be aware that they exist in a city, but it's actually getting people physically into these galleries. And just one last one from on campus, St. Thomas More College Gallery is also a partner in this project. So most of these are uh, uh, private uh, galleries and also public galleries, but uh, are there some commercial galleries in, included in, in, in this initiative? Yeah, you could you know consider the... Uh, uh, art placement to be looked at as a commercial gallery, um, uh, void gallery shows as well. What's unique about them, though, is, is these aren't uh, these are curated exhibitions. So it profiles an artist. There's there's a, a criticality to the shows that exist that's really important. These aren't just random um, pieces put up on a wall for sale. We're not we're not really engaging in that way. What we're engaging with is is curators and spaces that have really intentionally placed work in a unique context for people to engage with. And I think that's what's unique. It is a mix of public and private spaces. And uh, and I, that's what we found really interesting in visiting with all the partners is just how dynamic the exhibition spaces are in Saskatoon. And now this is a point where we're inviting the public um, to get involved in a way they've never really been involved before. 
Great. And sort of when you're talking about starting to reimagine the galleries in Saskatoon as working together as opposed to being in competition or fighting over an audience, sort of how do you feel, how, how is this program going to sort of help people to find and then to move between these gallery spaces? I don't think there's ever really been a competition. I, I think that's something we found in talking with the groups is, is we were never really in competition. In fact, we maybe had our own group developed and they had their own group developed. And now this is a chance for us to sort of exchange and intermingle our groups. Uh, for example, the SAS Craft Council has developed a really great audience and support group, many of whom may never have been to PAVED before, for example. Much the same for PAVED, being a media arts gallery, we can introduce our audience to things that the SAS Craft Council is doing, for example. Or even those patrons who happen to be at Francis Morrison Library and have gone to the gallery there, this is a chance for them to explore and discover other galleries that uh, are exhibiting. And um, <clears throat> just in terms of creating synergy, the project itself is a platform for communication between the gallery spaces. That's one thing we've found just from a paved arts perspective in meeting with these galleries and pitching them on this project is we met a lot of new faces for the first time and maybe we've been to their gallery spaces before, but there wasn't that necessary, uh, there wasn't that relationship uh, that is sort of now being fostered through this project. And I have a, a question uh, for you, and, and it comes from, uh, things cost money. How did you fund this initiative? <laughs> uh, well, I have to say it's, you know, thanks to Riley's hard work and our summer student, Emily Kohler, they, they put in a lot of effort into getting this up to speed with, you know, developing the website, designing these passports, um, they put in a lot of labor in their own time. Uh, in terms of the cost, there is nobody underwriting this specifically. There, there's a buy-in from all of the groups, but a very, uh, very low-cost buy-in. The amount they're paying to get in is is going directly towards printing these passports. Um, and we really wanted the, the goal for us is that we didn't want to charge the public. You know, this isn't about making money. This is really about uh, making it totally making people aware of how accessible these places are, and we didn't want there to be a cost associated with it. Um, so the buy-in from all the groups was evenly split against them, and support from the Remy Modern uh, just helped to facilitate that further so that we really can have a great website and a great uh, ability to foster this over six months. And uh, if I want a passport, where, where can I look for it? Where can I find it? And is it designed? Who designed this passport? How does uh, this passport would look like? The passport's been designed as a book. Uh, it's actually heading to the printers later this week. In terms of getting one in your hands, uh, all the signing up is going to be handled through our website. It's artpassportyxe.com. Then after that, you'll have the opportunity to pick them up either at Paved Arts in our own gallery space or at different pickup events that we're going to be at throughout the next sort of eight months while this project is running. Yeah, the, um, the idea is, is that you, all you have to do is register. So these passports won't be laying around on coffee shop counters or, you know, where newspaper pickups are. They're, they're not a casual piece. It's similar to a real passport is when you get your copy, that's your copy. Uh, and that you're meant to hold on to for the duration of, of the months that this is open for you to complete the passport. So if you're halfway through and you lose it, you've lost your passport. Uh, there's no way to replace it. Um, so we really want people to hold on to this book as something personal to them, not like a casual postcard or flyer. It's not meant in that way. It's really meant as an individualized book that people take with them. And that idea has sort of informed the entire design process just in terms of how much work we're putting forward 
uh, design the book, the type of investment that we're making and the printing costs. This isn't going to be something that when you hold in your hand, it feels like disposable. It's going to be something that you want to hold on to and, and keep as sort of a, I guess, a partner as you go on this journey to see all the gallery spaces in Saskatoon this year. And all of the, uh, the passports, so all of the partner groups are each having an individually designed stamp um, that's specific to their organization. So by collecting these unique stamps, it makes your passport more unique to you. Um, it, your passport will look different than other people just based on which places you visit, how you, you, know, how you put it in. Even the groups have had unique ideas on what they want to do with their stamps uh, over the course of the, uh, um, the eight months we're doing this. Um, another question then about the passport, I understand there would be a limited number, 300 of the passports being printed, is that correct? Absolutely, there is a very limited amount, uh, and, and we're not doing that to be uh, unnecessarily exclusive, but we, the, because of the printing cost, we don't have an infinite number, so the 300 printed are allowing people to become part of a specific group. If you have one of these 300, you know it's a limited edition, much like an art print would be. Uh, you know you're one of 300 people taking part uh, in this process. And we thought for the initial launch year of this program, that was a realistic number to get 300 people committed to doing this. Um, and we're asking that level of commitment from the participants is when they sign up to realize that by signing up, you're getting one that another person may not uh, be able to get if they, if they register too late. And not just to do it casually and say, well, maybe I'll just visit one place, is by picking up the passport and registering for it, you're making a commitment that you're really going to try to visit all of the places within the passport. So it sounds like, like sort of a collectible, also an investment, and also investment in culture, I mean, and investment in participation. Mm -hmm. And also uh, it might be a, a document that you can collect because it's unique. And, and the other thing that comes to mind, which is uh, it's good to comment, is if each one of these uh, uh, stamps are designed in itself, it's sort of like a performance piece, the whole activity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and speaking to the idea of there being a limited number, uh, one thing about this project is we're going to learn a lot about it in the first couple of months. So um, we're open-minded to the idea that there could be more, but we want to make sure that we're within our means to start. And so we're really excited to see just how popular this project can get. And uh, yeah. And, and there is a level of feedback. The people who are participating in it have a chance to interact with the project um, by you know, using their own social media if they want to do it that way or responding back to us and saying, well, I like this, I don't like that. There's an opportunity for us to have feedback from participants in a way that we've never really had as a collective gallery system before. Participants can say, well, I really like what this gallery was doing, you know, and, and we could learn from another place uh, in that way. So that connection between the participants and the and the galleries who are doing this, um, I think we're gonna see a lot of innovation and, and a lot of uh, maybe improvement in areas that we can learn from each other to make that experience better for everybody. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's really a way of the galleries learning from each other and understanding the, what works or doesn't work across galleries rather than just with their, yeah, within I, their own. I think that conversation, I think galleries maybe don't do a great job of getting feedback from people who visit the gallery. It's maybe when they come in and they have their you know, individual experience, we don't get that feedback from them about what did they like about the show? What did they like about the space? You know, um, Would they like to come earlier in the day or later in the day? Or what, what are those 
you know, what are those things that would better suit them as a patron that maybe has kept them from coming in the past or things that will make them want to come again. And I think we're really going to encourage everybody who has a passport to uh, give us that level of feedback. And, and that's really valuable. Sure. And we're now, and generally speaking with this project, we're talking about existing gallery spaces and institutions, but I understand there's also some space for public art or spaces that are out, happening outside galleries through this passport as well. Yeah, I mean, when we initially conceived of this project, we didn't want to be exclusive to traditional brick-and-mortar gallery spaces because there's so much more going on outside of those spaces in, like, the visual arts scene in Saskatoon. So um, part of the book, beyond the pages dedicated to our partner galleries, will be sort of an off-site bonus page where you can collect stamps, that will be present at these events that maybe only happen for one night or maybe they happen outside of a traditional gallery. And uh, I think it'll keep it engaging for participants. Maybe a participant within the first month, they've done all 14 galleries. <laughs> you know, they're really keen and they really wanted to engage with the shows. Um, but by holding on to the passport, they'll be, um, and by registering, this allows us to contact them. If we just had the passports laying about, we wouldn't really know who's using them. But when people register, it allows us to contact them and say, you know, if you've already done this, here's a chance for a bonus stamp or a bonus event. And, and it's going to allow them to engage. Just this past weekend, I was speaking with uh, an artist who's from outside of Saskatoon, a few hours away. And he says when he comes to Saskatoon, he's interested in visiting the galleries here, but he's not, there's no real way for him to find out where they are. So I sent him a link to the website. And, and even if he doesn't get the passport, there's now, just by visiting the website, the map that's been built in, you'll know automatically where these 14 spaces are and how to contact them. That didn't exist before this website. There was no clear way of finding out what the galleries are, and there's an immediate link directly to those galleries to see, do they have a show on now? What are their hours? We've just, by, just by collating that information into one site, that's an achievement. If nobody does this passport system, at least that exists now, and it didn't before. So those sort of, uh, those sort of uh, you know, benchmarks that we've already hit have, have given us a level of success in this project that now moving forward into making it public and giving passports out um, this may really exceed all of our expectations but in a way it felt overdue that finally you know riley spurring this and with emily's help has made it a real thing and we had zero hesitation from any of the galleries who we approached they were all keen and immediately invested in it for the reason that they already have the shows this is just going to get people to their shows who may not have been aware of them before when can people register? How and what is the f uh, when and where is the first activity or venue or event? I assume that it would be at Pave. We're not having this is this is something that's come up. There's no big formal launch party. Um, this really is a word of mouth. Uh, the the you know 14 galleries taking part are all going to be spreading the word. We want this to be a slow build. We don't want to start with a bang and end with a whimper. We want it to sort of start by word of mouth, getting people involved. We may not give away all 300 passports for a few months. That's fine. Um, the goal is, is at the end of this, when all the passports have been out and people have been having these experiences, that's when we want to bring everybody together into a final event. And that final event is when we really get to celebrate that everybody's been, and people at that event will now meet the other people, the other 300 people who have signed up and you're going to have something to talk to them about. You have something in common just because you've been through this experience. Maybe you've seen different shows at different times, but automatically it's going to be this chance for all of the participants to get together and have a reason to celebrate the fact that we've done this you know, eight-month project together. So there's no real official launch party. Um, 
for example, being here on the radio is the first time we've really publicly spoken about it. So this on your show is the launch in a way of, of Art Passport YXE and people visiting the website and registering will notify them when their pickup uh, times are, if they come to PAVE to get it. It's a chance as an individual experience. One thing we realize is that all of the receptions are great. They get a lot of people out at one night, but they may not engage with the work on that evening or that afternoon, whenever that reception is. And then that might be the most people who ever attend that show over the course of its run is at that reception. We want people to be coming in on their own when it suits their schedule um, so that we get a regular sort of flow of people through these galleries, engaging with the artwork and getting away from, from that art walk, you know, one night, bunch of people all follow each other between spaces. Those have a place, but this is really meant to spread out that experience and allow the individual to do it on their own. So there's a lot of people who can't come up to those receptions. Maybe they have a job that prohibits them or family commitments or anything like this. This allows you to do the galleries on your schedule. Well, that's great. And I understand that the passports themselves, you can start signing up now on the website. Mm -hmm. They'll become available September 14th. Is that correct? The first real day of pickup or? Well, on September 14th, that Monday, you can expect kind of a blast of communications coming from ourselves, the partner gallery. Um, we're a little bit hesitant to say exactly when the books will be in hand just because they need to still be physically printed. And although they're going to the printer later this week, um, you just never know, right? So uh, soon around that date, passports will be physically available, but everyone's encouraged to sign up online right away. Yeah, once they sign up, they're guaranteed to be part of that, you know, first, uh, that, that 300. So you could sign up today and that's fine. We'll have your information to get in contact with you for when the pickup is available. So to my understanding, in addition to the book, there will also be email blasts that are sent out throughout the six to eight months of this program. That's right. And I feel like it's one of the project's greatest strengths being on communications lists for multiple gallery spaces across Saskatoon can kind of be hard on your inbox. What Passport YXE is offering is the opportunity to sort of streamline all of that information into one sort of communications package. So if people sign up, they can be learning about openings, receptions, shows from across the city, all in one place. Well, thank you. Again, we've been speaking with Alex and Riley from Paved Arts about Art Passport YXE. The, the website, again, to sign up and join this initiative is artpassportyxe.com. For Alejandro, I'm Michael Peterson. Thank you for joining us here on Unframed Radio on CFCR 90.5 FM.